All right, gals and pals, game on. It's time for the Sports Gal Pal Podcast, where we help gals and their pals come together over sports. Don't hate the game, love the game, or at least find out why he loves it so much. Now your host, the Sports Gal Pal herself, Ramona Rice. Well, hey there, Galpal Nation. Welcome to another episode of the Sports Galpal Podcast, where we help you understand why the sports fans in your life scream at the TV during a game, especially when the Eagles are playing. I'm your host, Ramona Rice. You can connect with me on Twitter at SportsGalpal and, of course, on SportsGalpal.com. And it's my What to Expect This Weekend show. Yay! And I have a special guest because his team won, though, did they win, really? Because that win costs a lot. We're going to talk about that. And it's Brian, the Cowboys super fan from Next Fan Up. Brian, welcome back. How's it going, Ramona? Happy to be back after our great two days with the Cowboys. And uh, it was it was a conflicting weekend for sure with my Cowboys. The ups and the downs. No, we'll we'll get all into that. It, it just was a terrible weekend of football. Can I just we were we were almost going to start talking about it off air, and I was like, no, let's wait for the show because I watched games from Thursday. I'm talking professional. We'll talk about college in a minute, um, which is fun because you never get to talk about college on Next Fan Up. So yay, that's exciting. Um, I know because you only like you know like like a zillion teams. You you know football select you, <laughs> <laughs> um, but from Thursday night through Monday night. This was probably the worst weekend of football I have ever watched as my fandom. And my fandom is not as long as some other people's, but this was technically the worst weekend of football I have ever seen. It was just gross. It started off okay. We had a great game on Thursday with the Chiefs and the Broncos. Um, I can attest it was it was tugging at the hard strings this weekend as I watched team after team of my college fandom just fall by the wayside um and then the cowboys game again we'll we'll dive into that but uh i was i was literally shaking at about 7 30 sunday night just from all the the raw emotion and just the ups and downs and the roller coaster of the weekend so i'm right there with you on that uh on that bench so um oh goodness I, i don't know if i can handle another weekend like we just had yeah, I'm about to go to that weekend, too, um, because I got to see my beloved. Okay, so if there was a super fan show about college sports, I would be the University of Virginia super fan. Hands down, Homer, love them. Every sport, doesn't matter. Wahoo wah forever. Hate everybody else in the ACC. Does not matter. Always Virginia first. The rest of y'all can just go away because we're the only ones that matter. And to see my team struggle the way they did against William and Mary is beyond me. Whereas, you know, you went to Old Dominion University, which is in the same kind of level football-wise, a little bit above William and Mary, and you guys struggled heavily against NC State. But technically, that's what's supposed to happen because NC State should be a better football team. So UVA should have did the same thing that NC State did to you guys. And it didn't happen. It came down to the wire. The wire at home in Charlottesville. It's ridiculous. And then you got Grayson Lambert, who transferred from Virginia, going to Georgia and breaking NCAA records and looking like an awesome quarterback. And I'm going, it's 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 us. It's not him. It's us. We are messed up. It's very frustrating. And then you go into Sunday and the debacle that is the, the, the Eagles, where we have quarterbacks like Ryan Fitzpatrick has more rushing yards than DeMarco Murray right now. 
That's a serious problem, Brian. Well, not for you. You're probably like super excited about that. But I just, my heart can't handle this. And I feel stupid that I have a podcast now because I really just want to abstain from football and hide until college basketball starts. I'm, I'm there already, Brian. And we're not even a month into the season. Yeah, the, look at it this way. That that summer, you know, everyone's just kind of, you know, finding their way. And now we finally hit the fall. And, foot, and in my mind, football starts for real now. We get into conference play where the games really matter. Um, and I, I will say, uh, I, I take offense to your anti-rest of the ACC comments. Um, for those of y'all who don't know, uh, I attended University uh, Georgia Tech. Yay, um, bumblebees. I also, hey, now, bumblebees. hey, get it right. Cr- get no, it right. no. Buzz, 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 buzz. Uh, sting them, yellow jackets. and I hate the triple option. Oh, see, see I used to hate it. I, when we signed, what? when we uh, hired Paul Johnson, I, oh, I, I didn't wanted no part of it. No part of it. It was from 1962. I am the biggest fan. Oh, my. It's so beautiful to watch. Um but I know we, we're on the it's same how I page feel about pack line defense with UVA basketball. Anybody who's not a UVA fan hates it because they think it's boring. Exactly. I'm like, it's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Like, I love slow basketball. I love boring basketball. I'm sorry. Go on. And that's exactly why something that drives anybody else so crazy like that, that we just own. Like, there's no reason a power five conference, there's no reason a major conference school should be running triple option, should be running spread option. But we do it. We do it so well, and it's our identity now. And I think that's just like the defense with UVA. It's you just it resonates so much with the fan base. Like that's that's what we do. And the same thing with Georgia Tech and that spread option. That's just what we do. You're not going to be able to stop it unless you're Notre Dame. Um, <laughs> well, they're used then, to it because they play know. Navy a lot, and Navy does the triple option as well. So that's and they do play you guys fairly often. I mean, you know, every couple of years. So and they're a very good team. Though Virginia did almost beat them. And I was really mad Virginia didn't beat them because my husband's a Notre Dame fan. And then I found out. So he came to the game wearing Notre Dame stuff. And I made him ride like in a separate car. You'd be very proud of me. I did not like condone his actions at all. Made him sit in a different section. Someone threw up in a section. So I felt really good about that. And (laughs) um, but I found out later he was singing good old song. In like Notre Dame gear. That's the for those who don't know, that's UVA after we um win, we sing and it is it's different. I love singing it. Again, one of those weird things that your team does, but it's to Old Lane Zine and it's a whole thing and we sway back and forth. Someone once told me it sounded like a death march. I'm like, well, okay, whatever. Isn't that the, yeah. isn't that the New Year song? It is. It is, but it's good old song. And it's, it's, it's just our thing. I don't, yeah, I could get into the history of Washington. We'll write a blog post later. But um, he was singing that while wearing Notre Dame stuff. And I'm like, no, if you're there rooting for Notre Dame, you don't get to sing good old song. You don't get to enjoy. UVA almost winning and then get your heart stomped with a last second drive that because we can't cover anybody. <sighs> Brian, I, I know that I'm not really supposed to get sympathy from you because we are bitter rivals and I'm supposed to hate you, but I got to be honest with you. I am not enjoying football so far. Um, I'm really not. Fantasy wise, it's been bad because all my players have, have like exploded. I, I just the Redskins could win the division, Brian. I'm very, very worried. I mean, something has gone wrong in the football universe. I blame Mark, your your compadre there over at Next Fan Out, because I started to drink his stupid Kool-Aid with his sunshine and rainbows and Chip Kelly is awesome. I remember in our two a day, I told you I was worried about Chip Kelly. Did I not? 
You did. You did indeed. And then I started and, listening to Mark, and I got swayed mm-hmm. by his California sunshine. So it's his mm-hmm. fault. I'm blaming Mark. I'm blaming Mark. You know, you know what? You probably should because I think he's gotten a lot of the, the next fan uppers to uh, to drink that green Kool Aid as well. Um, myself included, to a point. I'm, before the season, I was like. The second best team in this division isn't the Eagles, it's the Giants. Obviously, the Cowboys are the best team in the division. But listening to him talk and then seeing them in the preseason, I just bought into the hype, thinking that they were going to be a threat. When in all actuality, it's really kind of going how I predicted it would. Now, the Giants are 0-2. They're about five minutes away from being 2-0. I still think they're the second best team in the division right now. but he, oh man, that the, his dulcet tones did just kind of lull people in about the Eagles, and um, I just with a team like that, I, when you switch that much, when you have no continuity among your offense, new quarterback, new running back, different set of receivers, um, had, had traditionally work, and yet everyone's thinking that they're going to revolutionize the game. Chip Kelly is going to turn out to be Steve Spurrier. In the oh NFL, God. and, oh it, it, and it, may, it makes me want to throw up just a little bit too, because um, <laughs> I, I hated it. I hated him at Florida. I hate hated him when he was with the Redskins. He was supposed to come in and be this offensive genius, mastermind savior, and it looked amazing in the preseason. And he had this system, and they were running up the points. And then when the actual season hit, it fell flat on his face, and he was exposed. Now, I think Chip Kelly is better than that. I think Chip Kelly has made some changes and some innovations, the up-tempo, the, uh, their wellness program, you know, that, that will really help in the NFL. But to think – to be that just prideful and think you can come in and just, we're going to change the quarterback. We're going to ditch LaShawn McCoy. I don't need Deshaun Jackson. I don't need Jeremy Macklin. And expect the results to be, you know – division titles, NFC titles, Super Bowls. Uh, he's kind of getting what he deserves. Um, I don't know if you saw, there was a uh, a Facebook video of a Philly fan walking oh, out of it. the stadium. My husband just, shared it with me. Yeah. And he, and he was right. Oh, I'm embarrassed just, too. I'm embarrassed too. Yeah. Never. He was like, I've never been embarrassed walking out of the stadium. I am embarrassed. Ch- Kelly, fix it. Fix it. Fix it. I think that's exactly how he sounded. I agree. Um, I don't know what kind of psychology they need to get in there. DeMarco Murray has forgotten how to like run. <laughs> I mean, granted the O-line isn't giving me any room. I just, it, I'm baffled when I watch it. And if anybody was following my Instagram feed, I have many great friends that came over to my house on Sunday to watch the game. And they took many pictures of my despair, which you probably have seen, Brian. Um, they're probably very funny. I still, they, they hurt my heart. Um, but you could see like, and, and again, you know, but the best moment was after the game, my daughter, who's seven and who, you know, is, is adorable. I'm, I'm very biased, but other strangers have told me she's as kitty pie. She walks in from the garage, which is her playroom, wearing the, literally as the last snap goes down for the, the victory formation, her cowgirl hat, riding her like cowboy stick horse thing and comes in going, look, yeehaw, everybody. And I'm like, son of a bitch. Oh my God. My <laughs> daughter has betrayed me. Now as a good mom and said, you're adorable, sweetie. Whereas the two cowboy fans, I had my good friend, Aaron, and then my younger sister's a Cowboys fan. 
they're both like hysterical. Had you been there, you would have leaped up and grabbed that child and lifted her in the air. Like it was just that moment was just like, oh my god! And she had no clue what she had done. It was hilarious. <laughs> you call it betrayal. I call it great parenting. You know, I think she's headed down the right path, and um, you know, I'm not quite sure. Maybe it's maybe it's that you strayed in the eagle fandom. I, I don't know what quite happened, but I we're raising strayed. her. What do you mean? I'm we're raising her to. We're raising her to love the cowboys, to love Tony Romo, to love Dez. She's doing exactly. What, that's a great child that you're raising, and you should be very proud of her. No, I I will fix it. I will fix it. I will fix it. The funny thing is the cowboy hat came from, I've got a good friend of mine at work who gave it to me. Um, I was having a rough day. She's like, here, wear this. And I'm like, okay. And I brought it home stupidly. So it's my own fault. I brought it home. (laughs) I brought it into the house. So if it magically disappears and I burn it, you know, what can I say? I I don't know what happened. Um, Yeah. Now let's talk about that win because I would have thought, and anybody else who'd maybe not know about what happened at the game would think, because after our two-a-day, you know, you were like, I'm going to throw salt on, you know, all you guys in the NFC East. You're not really throwing any salt because the win came at a very high price. Very high. I wanted so much, so much to just throw everything that you and Mark were throwing in my face right back at you. Literally every time that there was a negative play or penalty against the Cowboys. I was getting something on Twitter from you and Mark Sitko. But you love and it. So, Come on, admit it. You love it. You love me. Oh, I admit do. It. You know me. You know I'm the, the contrarian. I'm the I'm the I, I invite yeah. all the trolls. Other, I other super all. fans were jealous that they were not getting the amount of attention you were getting. So don't, you know, again, the super fans love the sports gal pal. I know this, you know this. And so it's fun for me to trash talk and I appreciate the boy, the fact that the boys let me do it. You know, so yeah. I'm going to. That's the whole point of football. And and the whole point of being a Cowboys fan is to embrace that trash talk. We we when we're not getting the trash talk, something is wrong. And to get all that. It, it felt like we were really back in our place. That we were back on our on our mantle as being one of the the preeminent teams in the NFL. That all changed in the second half. Tony Romo falls on his left shoulder, breaks his clavicle out for two months and I literally no matter what in the rest of that game I was a shell of myself I sat there and the my face might have might have expressed the joy anytime DeMarco got stuffed or Bradford threw an interception but inside I all I could help but think is what now what are we going to do now I'm staying Brandon Whedon as my starting quarterback Brandon Whedon is not a good quarterback um, y'all made him look good. I- I'll say that. Um, he-, he looked competent, but we know that he's not going to be anything close to what Tony Romo can bring for a team that stayed so healthy last year and just everything just kind of went our way. And now it's all kind of con- come crumbling down and it's, you know, the season's not lost by any means. I don't, I don't want to you know, have this woe is me attitude towards it. We're still 2-0. and We're still on top of the division. Um, but it was about as hollow a victory as I think I can ever remember having for the Cowboys or any team of mine that I've rooted for to know that we paid such a high price, you know, last week losing Dez and Randy Gregory and then now losing Tony Romo for half the season. Um, it's it's going to be difficult to overcome. Thankfully, as we've talked about, 
the NFC East really is the NFC least. This division is garbage. Um, right We're the now. NFC and South this year. We are the NFC we South. We are. We are absolutely. Now, we have traded places. It's awful. I absolutely. And I don't think, I, at least I pray, that we, nobody wins this division with a losing record. I think but it's, it's going to happen. Take- oh, it's going to happen. If we keep doing what I we're think- doing, absolutely. If Eli Manning keeps being stupid, if the Eagles can't figure out that they like to score, um, you have no offensive weapons really left. Or if you do, no one to actually throw to them. Though you did just get a new quarterback in Matt Castle, which we'll get into in a minute. And then the Redskins... Come on. It's the Redskins. Eventually they will implode because they can't help themselves. We are, I, I guarantee you, it will be like a six and 16 that moves on to the playoffs. Six and six. I'm calling it. I think I'm saying we'll get to nine wins. We'll, we'll get to nine and seven. I don't know any, if anyone will be there with us. Um, I think Brandon Whedon can hold the ship together enough so that when Romo comes back, we'll be right around five and five hopefully and, and that might be optimistic um but the the great thing about it is we have this fantastic defense all of a sudden we haven't had a defense in years sean lee was oh my he was superman out on that field I he was the best player so much how can you hate that story how I, can you hate i hate him because he's on your team and i'm allowed to hate. if you were on my team i would love him i'd be like yes shiny let me have all of your babies but now he's on your team i don't like him no that man has come back from acl tears and he missed all of leslie's he's the most injury pro- he's he defines injury prone and he's finally back he's finally healthy has this amazing game how can you hate that man i don't care who you're you have to at least pull for him I'm a, to do I, no, well. I'm a selfish and person, Brian. Just because I'm a girl, I'm a selfish person. <laughs> I, think, I, I, just, I think it happened. I, I think it happened when that when that last uh, that interception where he God, he hit Sean Lee so much that sucks. That was so an amazing much. play, by the way. He wasn't even was. looking when that ball was thrown, and he turned around and just and, and Sean Lee was like, "Why don't like, here? Let, let me get the ball! Yeah. Yay!" It just it, the, I, I don't want to talk about it anymore. I don't want to talk about it anymore. You won. Yay, salt. Yay. Yay, Cowboys. How about them? Yay. Is that what you want to hear? The, you've got an opportunity later in the season. You know we won't have Tony Romo. And we, you know, that's going to be your chance to make up for this I'm loss. I'm still waiting for Sam Bradford's knees to explode. You know, I mean, that that's might not be happen. the worst thing that happened. That might not be the worst thing that happened. So then I get butt fumbled, guy? Oh my God! Now you sound like sicko. Oh my God! Who looks better? Who looks better? It's, you need to get the guy from the Jets who went to the Bill IKM Pale. You need to find someone like him to punch Bradford in the face, break his <laughs> jaw. Sanchez comes in. Sanchez becomes Fitzpatrick. He's not fantastic, but he doesn't lose the game, and they'll be all right. Okay. The I, only problem with that is that they have um, the amazing Cromartie and the amazing. Revis Island, and that is the difference because um, their ah, secondary is ridiculous. Y'all have the amazing Byron Maxwell. Or, oh my god, I can't believe yeah. did, did, did that hurt coming out of your mouth? Did you just hear what you said? Did you not see what Julio Jones did to that man? Like seriously, the last stat the line. I bet. No, I just we are moving on now. Let us move on because I want to remain somewhat friendly with you because you are a decent guy. I feel still unfortunate of all your fan, your, your team choices. None of them I agree with. 
absolutely none of them. But you know what? I like you. So we're going to move on now. Okay, we're, we're going to move on. Let's talk about people we hate, the Redskins versus Giants. Um, I don't think the Redskins are going to do well on the road. I'm going to say it. They had an amazing game against the Rams, and everybody's like, oh, and I'm very high in the Rams. I do like their defense a lot. Um, Nick Foles normally plays better than he did, but I think people forget this is the youngest team in the NFL, so when they travel, I don't know what happened, but Jeff Fisher's got to get them straight. They made the Redskins look real good. Like I had a couple of Redskins, um, fans of mine, uh, friends of mine, that were like blowing me up, going, how about them Redskins? Hail to the Redskins. I'm like, oh, okay, slow your roll. It was one game. One. And, you know, you guys are usually good for one surprise, and then you explode. Um, and then the Giants, eventually Eli will stop being stupid. Eventually it will happen. He can't help himself. So I think, I think the Giants are going to win this game. I, I think, to me, there's not a doubt in my mind that the Giants win this game. Has Eli become best manning in the nfl all of a sudden like i know peyton had three touchdowns on uh on last thursday against kansas city but he he looks old that arm just looks like it's about to fall off he had a throw the other day where he threw to a wide open out route and that thing looked like a free throw it was just floating in the air yeah eli has been best manning and uh, the giants to me they should handle this game hands down um, Jared, our Rams super fan, he had it pegged perfectly. He even said after they beat the Seahawks that the Rams cannot handle success. And it would be so Jeff Fisher-like for them to come and lay an egg against the Redskins. And that's exactly what they did. So yeah. I give him props, even though I know he's completely pissed off about the result of that game. Um, the Redskins are still a joke. Um, I, I get that their running game looked fantastic. Uh, I don't expect that to continue against the Giants, especially on a short week. I think Eli gets it together, looks at Odell like he did this past week. Um, And I think the Giants, they should roll. They really should roll. And if the Redskins somehow win this game and go 2-1 and and put the Giants in an 0-3 hole, Giants are done. Like, hands down, like, that's their season. Um, But I expect Eli to come out and just not mess it up. That's all he has to do. Just don't mess it up. And you'll get a win against the Redskins. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I do agree. He is the better in the Mannings right now. Um, how sad is that Peyton situation? Like, I didn't want him coming back this year, to be honest with you. And then I don't think the Broncos wanted him back. Because look who they hired. Someone completely opposite of offensive styles, you know, in philosophy. So I keep hoping yeah. that Mike London from – this is this is our theory. This is my crazy fan coming out of me. This is what proves I should be a super fan of UVA. So um, – Peyton Manning's wife attended the University of Virginia. So I think Mike London hopefully will get fired this year. Peyton Manning retires. Peyton Manning becomes the head coach of UVA football for a couple oh, of years. Oh, my goodness. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. The, the, the fan fiction that just happened in front of me is, is incredible. Peyton yeah. Manning coaching this the is, University of Virginia. He left Virginia. Oh, he came even spoke at a graduation a couple of years ago, and he like was throwing balls on the lawn. It's fantastic, you know? I'm just saying, just you, look, I have very little, I have you very little, to, I have very little to keep hold of right now in this football, you know, again, November 13th, Virginia football basketball starts and I will be happy again. 
until something else happens. You know, maybe it's just, I don't know. I can't have nice things. All right, moving on. Bengals versus Ravens. I am really excited about this. Now, the Bengals, they do this every year. They look really, really good in the beginning of the year, and then somehow Andy Dalton loses his mind. The Ravens have looked ridiculous. Like, I'm not sure what's going on with them. Um, you know, I do think Suggs being out for the year is hurting them a lot. Um, but I don't think the Ravens are going to lose this game. I think it's at home. I think they're hungry. It's a divisional rival. Um, you know, I do think they'll handle business, but, you know, don't be surprised if Andy Dalton pulls one out of his hat and starts connecting with A.J. Green all of a sudden and that weird tight end relationship he's got with that new guy, or maybe he's had him for a while. I picked him up on the fantasy team because he's fantastic. Just, it's going to be a good game. Like, that's one, if you can watch that game, I'd rather watch that one than the Eagles-Jets game. I think they're on the same time. So that's the one I'd rather watch. It's funny. I've never been the Andy Dalton detractor that so many seem to be. He's terrible. With him, we can't get anywhere in the playoffs with Andy Dalton. Um, he's not the best quarterback in the NFL. He's not in the top ten. He might not even be in the top fifteen. But he's not a bad quarterback. And in the NFL, if you have a bad quarterback, you can't go anywhere. If you have just a decent quarterback and talent that's on that team, whether it's AJ Green, Jeremy Hill, Tyler Eifert, Giovanni Bernard, just I mean, all the talent that's on that offense. You can do some things, and he's looked very good at the beginning of the season. The Ravens, like you said, losing Terrell Suggs was like taking the heart right out of that team. Um, to, to lose Raiders, not just to the way they did, the Raiders just marched up and down the field on them. We're so, we're so used to just, you know, Ravens equals defense, and they're just, they're, they're, they're bad right now. Um, it wouldn't surprise me one bit to see the Bengals go into Baltimore and get a win. Uh, wow, put them three games in the hole this earlier in this in, in the season would be shocking. Um, you know, I've never been for as much as I've you know never been a, a uh, Andy Dalton detractor. I've never been a Flacco fan. You know, he got all this this hubbub for his magical Super Bowl run, which don't get me wrong, he was great in that playoffs. Eleven touchdowns, no interceptions. He was amazing. What have you done outside of that? Really, I mean, to me. They're on equal footing, and with the talent that the Bengals have surrounding Dalton, um, I think they are the better team. I really do, and I wouldn't be surprised one bit to see them go into Baltimore a big-time division win this week. Yeah, I, again, that's the one I felt like if the um, NFL could, they would move that game because I feel like the Sunday night games, the Broncos versus the Lions, boring. I don't want to watch that at all. I would much rather have Bengals and Ravens in that eight in that eight thirty Sunday night spot. And I don't know why they don't Honestly, do more flex scheduling like that, you know, because they do for college all the time. Yeah, and I know they do. It, they'll do it later in the season for the NFL. I guess they don't want to throw off the fans who figure they'd be going to a one o'clock kick. You know, week three, and then all of a sudden, it's it's an eight thirty kick. Uh, well, but guess what? As, honestly, a college season, as a college season ticket holder, I have to deal with that that stuff all the time. The only game that I knew definitely would be kicking off at a certain time was this Friday because UVA plays um, Boise State this Friday, which we'll get to later. But um, you know, because I knew that was a Friday night game. Other than that, you know, it could be at noon kickoff. It could be an eight o'clock kickoff. It just depends on when ABC or ESPN wants to have us on. So that's a bunch of nonsense to me. And, you know, again, as it, the NFL is a great marketing company, I'm just going, my Sunday night is free. My husband will be able to watch Fear the Walking Dead very easily because we will not be watching football. So, you know, yay for him. So, yeah. 
Hey, great, hey, great show. If you're not watching it, underrated. Give it a chance. I don't like zombie shows. They scare me. It's just, that's gross. And that's my deepest fear. That in prison. So I can't watch like Orange is the New Black. Absolutely not. No. It's a thing. It's my thing. Look, everybody has their thing, Brian. That's mine. That and moldy food. I have a whole like, th- I'm weird. And spiders. Uh, I just, if, I just if share. It make you Did fear. I share too much? Oh, because I'll do you one better. My thing is the Burger King guy. So oh, he's creepy I, too. I and the new Colonel exactly, Sanders. Yeah. And the new Colonel Sanders is weird. Uh, that's just weird. So, okay, so here's I'm, a fun yeah, fact. Gonna... Here's a fun fact for you, um, next fan up fans. Rob, the um, Brown super fan, used to work for KFC, and I knew this, so I texted him during the middle of the de- the debacle that was the Eagles game, and I was like, "Yo, did you have anything to do with creepy Carl Sanders? Because all my friends agree it's weird, and we don't like it." And he goes, "No, I left before it happened, and I agree it is also creepy." So hopefully, he doesn't get in trouble for me saying that on air. But that's a fun fact for you guys to know that you know Rob. You know, and he's a UCLA fan, so he's super happy right now because his Browns are actually doing well. UCLA is looking really great, so <sighs> must be nice. Oh, anyway, the, KFC, the KFC thing is going to get used against him, so I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> See what I'm here for? See, you do like me. Come on. Come on. You like me better than We're, we're ACC family. Yeah, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I don't <laughs> like the other ACC teams. I've been very clear about this, Brian. I do not root for, I, I, no, 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 I do not, okay, I did root for Florida State when they were playing, what was it, not this last playoff run, because I was annoyed with the whole Florida State thing, but the year before, I did root against, root for them, because I was like, sweet, if they win, that means UVA is the worst team in the best conference ever, yay, it's true, <laughs> that's, what my, that's what you had to think as a UVA football fan, all right, um, next game on the list is Eagles versus Jets, of course I'll be watching, because I can't help myself, it is a train wreck. Um, I'm really worried about the Jets secondary because, you know, granted the, the Colts, I don't know what's wrong with them, but boy, did the Jets handle them on Monday night. So I'm hoping that short week helps us a little bit more. Um, but anytime you're up against Darrell Rivas is very, very scary. We are without Kiko because, you know, he's broken. Surprise. Yay. Um, and again, Maxwell, who is so, so expensive, can't cover anyone. Like, my daughter, my seven-year-old could probably cover better than he is right now. My seven-year-old. Yay! Um, and I, I would like DeMarco Murray, um, I saw a meme. I'll share this with you, Brian, later. I think I shared it with Tim earlier, but it was like, you know, the Snickers ad, but it was like, Sam Bradford, here, eat a Snickers because you're only doing this. And then, like, did it work? And they're like, no. So I'll send it to you. It's very funny. I, I, let's feed him whatever we need you to fix him. Because Tom Brady should not have more rushing yards than DeMarco Murray. It just should not happen. Like, I think he's nine. Brian, nine. Just, I have more rushing yards than he does. On the elliptical tonight, I had more rushing yards than he does. So, just, it's, you have to no be fair, for me, dude. To be, fair, to be fair, he has 11. So, let's, let's, let's give him all the yards he's really earned this year. Although, I was wondering if he was ever going to get into figures against Dallas. Um, and similarly, I need to send you the meme that is, I'm Dallas Cowboys DeMarco, and I have DirecTV. I'm Philadelphia Eagles DeMarco, and I have cable. Oh, it's uh, uh, Don't worry. I, I've received that from several of Galpaw Nation. Don't oh, you yeah. worry. There are many Cowboys fans in Galpaw Nation. Don't you worry. <laughs> and and more power to them for, for being there. Yeah, My favorite but... Galpaw fan. So, 
But honestly, I'll be honest. I feel bad for DeMarco. I really feel bad for DeMarco. I feel bad for him, too. He should have stayed in Dallas. He'd be much happier. In, late in the game, he had that one drive where he, he had that run where he hurdled Brandon Carr and then the whole Dan Bailey kicker, let me hold your hand thing. That DeMarco was looked Oh, that was one of the dumber things I've ever seen anybody do, let alone. And like, so the two Cowboy fans oh. are with me. They're like, oh, he was trying to steady him. He wasn't trying to steady him. He shouldn't even touch him. Let him oh. fall down. You don't try to steady the no. Let him fall down. That's a competitor. This is this is why the kicker was standing over there by himself. I love Dan Bailey. He makes a ton of clutch kicks, but that was an idiot move. DeMarco was smart in the fact that he didn't throw the ball in Dan Bailey's face because he would have gotten a penalty as well. He just threw it in his chest. Yeah, he was grabbing his hand. Try, you know, I don't know if he was thinking about it at the time, but he was keeping him from getting back in the huddle of an up-tempo team. That's definitely a big deal. That was a ridiculous play, and we deserved that penalty. And DeMarco was just steamed at that point. And part of me was like, is he mad because they're getting their butts handed to him? Mad because he's on the wrong side of this butt kicking. Uh, for the love of God, stop running him sideways, Chip Kelly. DeMarco that. Murray is a... It's he's a downhill runner. And the screen passes on like third down. It's like watching UVA's offense. Dive, dive, screen. What the hell? Like they literally are talking to Steve Fairchild, like Chip Kelly. What the hell? I'm gonna take like, you know, like WWE style a a like folding chair to his head and go, What has gone what is wrong with you? You have broken my team. He's broken my team, Brian. He really he really I mean He's, he's broken it. His none of, none of his, my jerseys go anymore. Yeah, I can't wear my D-Jack <laughs> jersey. You know, I wanted a little Sean McCoy jersey. Well, I got to buy a Buffalo one now. You know, the only one I can safely wear is what, McNabb and Westbrook. Well, they're retired. Oh, my God. It's I, All right, we're moving on. Just, dear God, <laughs> dear dear Eagles, for, this, for the emotional health of the sports gal pal, Will you just win? And I here's the thing. I love me some Andrew Hirsch on Next Fan Up. He is a delight and probably like top five super fans. Like one day I'm gonna have to rank y'all. That, that would be mean though. That would be really hard. Oh like, boy. My children. Because there were some <laughs> I definitely, definitely liked. Like you're up there. That no, I can't do that. But he's up there and he's a yeah. doll. And I love him. I hope we kick the snot out of his team. Like really hard, Brian. Like just just all over the place. Just no Jets today. No J no. I want Greeny on Mike and Mike to be upset. No Joe Namath. Nothing. Just kick their ass. Kick it. Kick it hard. I'll say this. The Jets are playing out of their minds. The Eagles look like a dumpster fire, but it's the NFL. Would anybody really the, be surprised if the, the Jets Eagles are, win and, are, and just no, and the Jets are due for being themselves. Oh yeah, they, the, they, they, they need to be them brought back down. Yeah, this this screams like a game that the Eagles are just going to pull out of nowhere and win thirteen just for no reason at all. So I, it would it wouldn't surprise me if it happened. It's the NFL. Who knows? The Jacksonville and Cleveland and Washington all won last week. And Who the knows? So and it, the Raiders. Don't and the, Ra- the Raiders. Yeah. I mean, and so. It seems hopeless, and watch y'all come out and put 40 on the board or something. Something ridiculous. My fantasy teams would, would really enjoy that. All right. All right. Falcons come to Jerry World 
Um, how you guys gonna handle Julio? Was what I want to know. Um, is Matty Rice, uh, Matty Ice, still gonna look like you know himself and look awesome? Is Sean Lee gonna be like ridiculous again? You got to now. Um, you just got a new quarterback in at Castle as like kind of a backup. You know, he may start. Who knows? I doubt it. Um, what, what's gonna happen, Brian? No, this is definitely Brandon Whedon's team. Um, I, I threw up a little in my mouth saying that. Um. But Brandon Whedon's going to be the starter. I don't even know if Castle's going to be active since they just got him. He's not going to be up to speed with the playbook. Um, so I think that's more of a down-the-road insurance policy. Um, but I hope Brandon Whedon can hold it together. This running game, I've been lukewarm on it. The, I will say, Randall and McFadden did not have a ton of room against the Eagles to run. But they made positive yards out of plays that where they should have been tackled two, three yards in the backfield. Those plays where DeMarco was losing four and five yards, Joseph Randall and McFadden were breaking off for two, three, four-yard gains. When they, so I was encouraged by that. But they've really – this offensive line, they don't have the continuity that they had last year so far. Injuries in the preseason have played a lot into that. Um, so they're they're really going to have to take ownership of this team and just dominate the way they did last year um, to what extent they can without DeMarco. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not really scared of this uh, front line, front seven for Atlanta. I know they've been playing better under new head coach Dan Quinn, um, but I'm not really all that impressed. I think, and I'll, I'll talk to our Falcons super fan, Tim, I think Vic Beasley is massively overrated. Um, that's partially my Clemson hatred coming I was out. about to say, and by the way, Tim yeah. is a Clemson fan. Oh, oh we're going to have some issues then. So. Like his, he, he's purposely, I, no, he told me in his appearance last week um, that he is a Clemson fan. He lives in Atlanta, obviously. Um, he doesn't understand, number one, why you're a Cowboys fan. You didn't become like a, a, a Falcons fan when you were here in Atlanta, when you were in Atlanta while you were in school. Um, so there's so much. I should have both of you on just to go at it because it'd be very fun for me to watch and listen. But he also said that he is a Clemson fan, not really because he likes Clemson. He just likes when Georgia Tech loses because he works with a lot of Georgia Tech people. That seems a little silly to me. Um, you know, that sounds like a Georgia fan to me. It does, which, but he doesn't even, like Georgia that'd be either. Even worse. He doesn't like okay, Georgia. That's, that, at least he's got that right. So I don't. Right. I, I just think he's confused. You know what it is? He went to a college that didn't have football until this year, and like they they call themselves they're the Owls, and they go like hootie hoo. It's a whole thing. Like, like if you want to find out about Tim's nonsense, listen to my last um, Thursday episode. Um, it's called Tim was a Girl Scout because he was. Um, <laughs> it's the best story ever. Um, but yeah, it, it's interesting. Two of my favorite super fans um, going at it. I really hope you guys get that fan battle in for um, next fan up on Thursday. So, but yeah, I'm looking forward to this game just because, again, I, I I would like the Falcons to win just so you lose because I'm mean and I'm selfish. I'm telling you right now, I genuinely think first game that I, I was I'll be the first to admit I thought Philly was going to win the game last week. I was my expectations were tempered so did I. I think well we knew that was going to happen but um i i really thought that that the cowboys would fall short but now no romo there's so many people are picking against the cowboys i think they win this game against the falcons i think they can do enough at home um i have been so impressed with this defense oh my goodness i knew they were going to be better I didn't think they would be this much better. And they're still missing so many pieces. They're missing their two best pass rushers. 
and they're missing their middle linebacker, and yet they still looked amazing. How many times did Sam Bradford drop back? His back foot hit the spot, and he had nowhere to throw the ball because that coverage in the secondary was incredible. But now we're facing Julio Jones, who is arguably the best receiver, if not right up there with Antonio Brown. It's going to be a battle in the secondary. I think Morris Claiborne is playing his butt off this year so far. I called him the biggest bust in Cowboy history. Um, he'd been injured. We gave up so much to get him, and he had just not produced a thing. He's finally healthy, and he's finally showing why he was a top 10 pick. He, you know, His coverage has been amazing, and I'm looking forward to seeing those times when he's matched up against Julio. Now, Lord knows we don't have Julio matched up one-on-one too often. We need to put a lot of help on his side, or he will torch us. Um, but I'm, I'm super enthusiastic about our outlook for this particular game. Now, going forward, it changes a little bit, but I think first game off this injury, the team is going to be pumped. They're going to want to show that, you know, they can, they can overcome these injuries. They're going to bring a huge effort. And I really do think they pulled this game out against the Falcons. All right. Well, we're going to see. All right, let's move on to something you never get to talk about in next fan up, which is college football. Isn't that exciting? Yay. I do. You know, I love my college football. I know you so do. It's nice. We finally get to, all of my teams, which we'll, which we'll get to. Almighty. It's just a carousel for you. I am a purist. I am all UVA every day, despite their mediocrity. We will be in Charlottesville Friday night on ESPN. You can watch. You might see me yelling, not at the refs, but at Mike London going, please, dear God, figure out how to count 12 men on the field. Brian, here's the thing about UVA. We're a very intelligent school. Would you agree? It, the, the academic That's standards to, to get into the University of Virginia is are very high. Would, am I wrong? That's that's what I've been told. That's growing up in the state of Virginia. I you heard are from the great state of Virginia, so you probably have known Absolutely. a few wahoos, and and you know you have, and you know me, and I'm I'm not stupid. I don't think. Um, you not know, I graduated with highest distinction, a 3.8 GPA from the University of Virginia. That's not easy to do, and I've done that. So. You know, here here is my frustrations about Virginia. I look at Stanford. I look at Duke. I look at Northwestern. And all three of those schools have just as high of academic standards as Virginia. So how is it that their teams can figure out how to win? Whereas our teams can't figure out how to barely get by when Mary. And not only that, but our athletic department setting them up to fail. But we are the only, I saw this today on Twitter and I, I was trying to find the stat and I couldn't find it before the show, but we are the only team at our level that has played the amount of top 10 teams in the last four years. Like we have played the most. That's absurd. Like there was no reason for us to play UCLA, Notre Dame we had to, and then Boise State in a three, like a four week period. That's crazy. It's, it's insane. Whereas, you know, you've got, I think, like, Michigan State's playing Western Michigan this week. What, what are we thinking? I just, I think he's I high. I think, seriously, John Oliver, head of football operations, is high. I give him a lot of credit for going out and doing what many teams won't do and scheduling real opponents. Now, at the time, you know, who would have known that? Notre Dame, UCLA would be still, it would be, you know, top 10 teams, basically. Um, So many, there's so many playing cupcakes and it makes me sick. I hate seeing these, you know, division one, double a FCS scrub teams that, you know, 
SEC schools will play on a weekly basis. I give you all mad props for going out and playing real teams and challenging yourselves. And honestly, to me, that's how I programs get better. I remember Fred State back in the day, um, about you know, 10, 12 years ago, I think, who were constantly playing, you know, these Pac-10 teams. And, and, you know, that's how their program grew. And I think, yeah, it's tough to watch now, you know, taking these losses. Although, you know, the Notre Dame game was just an incredible game and just such an unfortunate uh, last second play. But I think it should help you going forward, uh, be more prepared for conference play and then going into the future for these young guys. Um, so I'm not completely against it. I know the results aren't what you would like. And I know it, you know, precludes y'all's chance of getting into bowl games, but I give Virginia a lot of credit for going out and consistently playing um, the best teams out of conference um, when so many teams in college football now are afraid to do it. I would be okay with it if we didn't lose to like freaking UNC last year, like by what, like three points. And because we couldn't get the ball back because we had 12 men on the field. The problem is, is not that we lack talent. We have talent. And if you look at the players that we produce in the NFL, you know, I can list them. Chris Long, Eli Harold, um, Heath Miller, you know, Matt Schaub back in the day was really good. Both Barber twins, um, Debrickshaw Ferguson, um, who else? Robbie Gold um, is a litany of them, you know, Odeo Bushi, um, you know, Ogle, Kevin Ogletree, um, you know, I, I, a list of these guys, you know, bo- the Barber twins by themselves are just tremendous. They're my favorite. Um, but my God almighty, you know, it is coaching because again, like I said, I know you don't want to hear about Uga. I'm sorry to bring it up, but I have to talk about my boy, Grayson Lambert. And he is like uh. ridiculously awesome right now. He's not even been there a full year. It's it's us, Brian. It's us. So it's just frustrating to me. I would be okay with it if we were competitive in the ACC because the ACC is not that good. I mean, yeah, we have Georgia Tech coming in um, Halloween. That's one game I'm actually missing because, sorry, I have to be with the tiny humans. They're, they're demanding they go trick-or-treating instead of watching football. I don't understand, but I guess I have to. Um you know, but we got to play Dukes better. Georgia Tech, we can never figure out the option. Um, we play at Miami. We've got Pittsburgh. Syracuse comes to town. They're looking like sketchy. I'm not seeing a lot of wins for this team. You know, and again, Virginia Tech, we just can't seem to figure them out because we had them on the ropes last year. Oh my God, I really wanted to win that game for so many reasons. So that's where my frustration is. And then Boise State is a very good team. And somehow we just don't play up to the level we need to. You know, it is under the lights. It is a night game. Last year, both of our night games against Pittsburgh and Miami, we did very well in. So maybe the guys will be inspired. The crowd will be inspired. But I will be very, very marinated going in um, to hopefully make myself so I can watch. Um, Yes. Yes. And that's how I roll with Virginia. So I will be tailgating starting at like 1030 in Charlottesville on Friday. I'm very excited about that because it, yes, that's the whole point of UVA football is to tailgate. Again, basketball starts November 13th. Can't wait for that. Um, next game on the list, Georgia Tech versus Duke. Now I know you've got, obviously, cause you are one of those yellow jackets. See, I was nice. I said the real thing you know, that you really are a bumblebee. Um, takes on Duke. Yeah. Really for me personally, I'd be cool if Duke loses just because you know, I don't like either team, really. I don't know which one I hate more. So, you know, go. You can talk about it. But, yeah. Um, it's, it, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know everyone hates Duke basketball. I wish everyone hated Duke football. Much. They should hate do. Duke football. You should just hate Duke in, in general. No, no, no. General, I'll, I'll, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, always. Because Duke is like, I think it's the worst of the ACC teams. 
I really think it is. I'm, I'm really thinking Maryland used to be, but they're the Big Ten's problem now, so I don't have to worry about them. They were really obnoxious. But Duke fans, they are awful. Like, And Duke basketball fans are actually the worst. I'll give you an example. So we went to the 2014 ACC championship, which was phenomenal because UVA won. And it was what, like not even 20 minutes from Durham, which is where Duke is, and there were barely any Blue Devils there. So I'm like, hmm, the place is literally like a little JPJ. Like it was all orange and blue. And like the Duke players would come out and it'd be like this, golf claps. When the UVA, anybody showed up on the court, it was an eruption. Like you would have thought that, you know, Jesus himself was on the court. It was ridiculous. <laughs> and Duke fans are like this, golf claps. D- don't believe this whole canon crazy thing. They're not for real. It's a bunch of show. I don't like Duke. They're a bunch no, of they're a bunch of stuck up. They're yeah, stuck the up entitled thing, rich kids. The only yeah. good thing about Duke is Jay Billis. <laughs> That's my only favorite thing about Duke because I love him. Other than that, I just don't care. That if you don't follow Jay Billis on Twitter, please do because those oh young cheesy motivational yes. or his, lyrics or his shoes collection. I just want to see a shoe closet. Yes, he's on my and, dream uh, list of people to interview on Sports Gapa. He'd be awesome. I, I hope you get them. Um, and if you do, I might sneak on just so I can talk a little trash about Duke. Someone <laughs> growing up, growing up as a white guy in basketball that could shoot. If I get to call JJ Reddick one more time, someone's getting punched in the face. Oh, uh, I, I, I have you a moral, that. I don't know. I, that'd probably be worse to, to most people. It is worse. I just, yeah. well, you're younger. But, like, oh, I don't I, know if you, how like how Reddick like, is probably Reddick yeah, your probably Christian Leitner, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I'm showing my age because really I know a, who Leitner is. Yeah. <laughs> but so I, that's I'm definitely hoping that Georgia we Georgia Tech actually lost to Duke last year. That was one of our, our two losses. Um and it in Atlanta of all places. And so I'm really hoping we just go to Duke. We looked awful last weekend against Notre Dame. I, Notre I had Dame's such very good. And honestly, you knew Brian Kelly was going to be all over them with that sloppy they played in that second half against Virginia. You knew he was going to be all over them going, it was Virginia, Ugh. for God's sakes. You knew that. So unfortunately, I feel like it's Virginia's fault. So it's my fault. I'm sorry. Because Notre Dame was all pumped. And going into South Bend to win, that's very hard to do. And you're Georgia Tech. So you were there during Rudy. And they think of that. Yeah. You know, they, I mean, yeah. Did anyone? They, they set it up. They set us up. How did we end up there on the 40th anniversary of Rudy? And no, Rudy, that was if y'all don't remember, Rudy, yeah. I, Rudy, Rudy. How did how, how did we allow that? We should have stepped in and been like, no, no, no. We're picking another day. I, I, <laughs> I don't care when. It's not going to be that day. So when Notre Dame came to um, Virginia, there's this cool bridge on um, grounds. Okay, so Virginia, we're weird, and we don't call it campus. It's a grounds. We are snobs. I'll admit it. Um, but we're awesome, so get over it. Anyway, we have this thing called Beta Bridge, which is awesome, and we paint it for various different like things. So for the Notre Dame game, we painted Rudy was offsides. <laughs> we still don't. But it's fun. See, college football, I like actually more than NFL football because I feel like the fans are more ferocious. There's better traditions, um, better rivalries. Um, college kids are crazy. So, you know, it, it's way more fun, in my opinion, than NFL. To, to me, it, the difference is in, you know, NFL, you know, where you live usually dictates your, your team, just who's your favorite team. In college, to be a real fan of college, you have to earn the right 
to root to go to your school and root for your school. And I think that just separates it from the fandom of the NFL. Um, yeah, because I have a giant diploma that says I'm um, I'm a Wahoo forever. I'm a Wahoo, you know, and you, you know, the schools that you like, you've gone to, you know, and, and I have a giant transcript that says I attended Georgia Tech and paid them money and took some classes. Exactly. So. exactly. But no, it counts. No, it counts. Um, because seriously, and then, there's something about it because then it's, it definitely is like, you know, I'll say we as in, you know, fly Eagles fly Eagles nation, but it's not the same as with UVA. No, I am a Wahoo. Like I'm wearing the signet ring right now. Like Mr. Jefferson's my dad. I, I just, yes. Good old song. Let's go. Just Wahoo Wah. It's just, it, it's so much, it's so different. It's so different than, you know, even, even if you lived in like the town, like, cause you, you live in Texas now, it's still different. Like, I feel like the identifying factors, and it's funny, my undergraduate degree at UVA, I have a degree in social sciences and my capstone project is all about college athletics and why we self-identify with college athletics. And it, it proves why there are problems and things like that. That's a whole other like longer show. Um, but yeah, I agree. It's just, it's so much fun. Can we talk about LSU for a minute? Um, your compadre over there next fan app hits me up. It was Sam, the um, giant super fan. He hits me up on Twitter. He goes, sports gal pal, I need to talk about the running back at LSU. Can you help me? Cause no one else wants to talk about it. I'm like, sure. I will talk to you about it. <laughs> I'm like, none of these, I'm like, none of the NFU guys, they, they really don't. I would ask them during the two days, you guys at college and not many of them did. And I'm just like, I don't understand that because how are you able to then properly analyze when a guy comes from, you know, like I pointed out to the guys, one of the previous shows I visited, they were talking about Jameis Winston not being very good. And I pointed out like, guys, most of his opponents were in the ACC and the ACC isn't known for football. So him translating from, you know, at the, you know, FSU to, you know, Tampa Bay is going to be a little bit of a transition just because the level of play is different. So, whereas you get like an Andrew Luck who played really good competition and he's really good right away. So, it does happen that way. And I think that does matter. So, um, I'm surprised they don't follow college football as much as they should. Now, I don't want you to lump me in there because you know I, I'm no, no, a fan. You, no, no, no. Like, I invited I, you into the ACC group. Remember, that was me that did that. I was like, oh, Brian. And you like regretted this. it. Ever, I, yes, I have. It ever since yes, I have. <laughs> I was like, that was the dumbest thing I've ever done. Maybe not the dumbest. I do like you. Um, but just, I'm not looking forward to Halloween around you. I'll have to have you back. We'll have you back on um, to talk about Georgia Tech, smack Georgia Tech and UVA. Cause, you know, yeah, you can be yourself. You, you won't, you probably won't be as bitter because you can't talk too much smack with the Eagles. Cause again, we broke your quarterback. So, and Jason Witten. <laughs> and like, what, like both ankles yeah. are sprained, wrist is sprained. I'm like, he's just old. He's old. They're about to have, have open tryouts. They're about to have open tryouts at the stadium, and I'm thinking about going down there because they need bodies at this point. So, uh, <laughs> Sam right, talked listen. about not having. Yeah, Sam talked about not having um, guys at high college. It's it's a shame because if he, me and him were on speaking terms, then um, we would be talking college all day. Um, you and you know, Sam are on speaking fan. terms. Really? Well, he's a Giants fan, and I'm a Cowboys fan. I I'm mean, an it's Eagles, hard. I'm an Eagles fan, and you talk to me. We we yell at each other. That's that's different. <laughs> but you like the yelling. You like it. Sam's, nah, not Sam's a, a good guy. Sam's not a Sam's yeller. A good He's guy. very thoughtful. Yeah. Like today, um, he I forget what I I said something wine and I said something like, "Can college basketball start soon enough?" And he's a UNC fan, which I'm like, 
you're from New York. You didn't even go. You've never even been to the state of North Carolina. How the hell are you a UNC fan? So that's already suspect in my opinion. And then he's only for basketball, which I can't stand. Like, if you like a college, like every team at a college. Don't just pick and choose which teams you want. That's a whole other thing, theory of mine. But he sent me a picture of Tyler Hasbro, uh, like, you know, excited. So then I sent him a picture. Well, no, this is better, of Justin Anderson. And then he's, and it was Justin Anderson, like, pushing down a UNC player. And then he sent me, like, another picture. I think it was uh, Marcus Page. And I sent him another picture of Justin Anderson because I love Justin Anderson. And then he sent me a picture of Roy Williams holding an NCAA trophy. And I'm like, damn, I can't, I, there's nothing I have left. I can't send him anything else. It'd probably make you mad to know that I grew up a UNC basketball fan myself. I did kind of turn that in. I, I still root for him, you know, on the side, uh, I guess. But um, th- that's not my, my true fandom because I you applied are, there. You are, said, you, you they, are a, they said, an no. ACC slut. You're an ACC slut. That's all it is. Because you're also an FSU fan. I just, no, I am monogamous with the University of Virginia. I love them. They sometimes don't love me back, um, particularly if we play Tom Izzo. Like, just, just, dear NCAA selection committee, for the love of God, can you just keep Michigan State in another bracket? Just completely <laughs> away from us. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That, uh, uh. All right. Trust me, I, under, but, yeah, I understand you that talk as well. Sam, Sam, but here's the thing. Sam doesn't really like college football. He just likes this one kid at, at um, LSU. He wants him for the Giants. So he's starting to do this hashtag reset for, what's the guy named Fournette? Yeah, Fournette. Reset for Fournette. Leonard Fournette, yep. Yeah. Mm. He, he's like, reset for Fournette. I'm like, okay, do you realize how bad guys are going to have to be in order to get this guy? He goes, no, it's a running back. We can get him in round. I'm like, I don't know. I feel like the position of running backs, because look at like Amari Cooper, look at like, well, no, wait a minute, Amari Cooper's. Anyway, look at like a bunch of them this year went like super high. Yeah, Todd Gurley wasn't even playing yet. Uh, Melvin yeah, Gordon, exactly. you know, you know, I feel like these younger wide receivers and running backs are actually getting more valued now than they have been in the past. So I feel like it, the tide is turning um, again. So I'm like, how bad did the Giants have to be? Like, how bad do you really want this guy? And the kid's only a sophomore. That's what's scary. Like, did you see yeah. him? He leaped over a standing man. Like, I thought, um, you know, we talked about DeMarco Murray's, like, you know, running man leap. But that was nothing compared to this one kid. Like, my God. It, it's like nobody at that level can tackle him. Like that's it's not fair. It, it truly reminds me of watching Adrian Peterson in Oklahoma. I honestly think Leonard Fournette right now is the about the tenth or eleventh best running back in the country. I'm not talking about college. I'm talking about in the country. Period. NFL included. Like he is a man. He is a beast, and he's gonna break that mold of you know some. Is going to spend a super high draft pick on him. They see the talent. They see what he can do for your offense. I get why Sam loves him so much. You know that that LSU team is just downright scary. Just handing the ball off to him, and then you pair it with that defense. That's going to, to me that that might be the best team in the SEC. And yeah, it's it's going to be real interesting to see. Um, I, I think right now he's for sure the, the Heisman favorite. Um, it'll be interesting, interesting to see how long he stays there and uh, whether or not uh, this translates immediately to the NFL, which I really think it will. Um, it's it's a once-a-decade once kind of running back, and uh, Sam's right to, to be absolutely in love with him. His skill set is just amazing. A man that size should not be able to do the things he does out on that field, and just it's incredible, and he's going to keep doing it this year too. 
It's ridiculous. It's just, yeah. So if you get a chance to check out any LSU games, they play Syracuse. Um, good yeah. luck, so Syracuse. Really good. Good, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, I just, I feel bad for Syracuse because their basketball team isn't going to be good either because now they're dealing with NCAA infractions and all kinds of stuff. So, you know, yeah. At anyway. least they're still good at lacrosse. They got that, that is true. They do have that. Hey, don't knock lacrosse because Virginia is really good at lacrosse too. You know, we, we're really good at rich white men's sports. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Hey, I think in soccer, we're still undefeated. We're undefeated in soccer. We have have something. Hey, we won three national titles last year. I mean, that's a record. Like, no one's ever done that in men's sports. We won um, men's soccer, men's tennis. We're the Alabama men's tennis. And then baseball, which was fantastic because, Brian, that just, I love me some UVA baseball. Um, Though your monarchs at ODU um, beat us. They always beat us. I don't think I want to play ODU ever again because it's just it's annoying. Because then Monarchs, I've got a ton of them that work with me. And they're just I'm, like, ha-ha, we beat EVA. And I'm like, ha-ha, we won a national championship. I don't care. But I do care. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for when ODU and UVA meet up on a football field. It's going to happen at some point. Okay, Brian, I will make you a promise then. If they come and they come to Charlottesville because we get season tickets every year, I will let you come with me and you can see them. If you want to come gonna up. I'm going to take you up on that deal. There's it is on record. You can come. You can come to Camp Wahoo and enjoy yourself there and watch as we barely beat you or we barely lose to you. Because um, that will happen as long as my <laughs> is still there. It will happen eventually. I mean, you know, they, it, it, it will happen. A governor will go. Please play each other because it will mm. erupt. I would like it to happen here in Hampton Roads just so that I don't have to travel as much to see my team play. I can just go through a tunnel and like, yeah, I'm there. So, yes, yes, very good. All right, last college football game that I have listed is TCU versus Texas Tech. That's one of your many schools, too, because you just did a carousel of them. Just Your student loans must be enormous. You have no idea. That's, yeah. For anyone thinking of doing the college game day tour themselves, get a scholarship first because, uh, yeah, those, those loans are a little out of control. Um, so just to reset things, enrolled at Florida State, didn't go there went to Georgia Tech for a half. Then I went to Old Dominion and got a degree from them. Then I came out to Texas and went to Texas Tech and got a degree from them. So that is the full rundown of my college tour nationwide. If I ever decide to go get my PhD at Oregon, I'll have the entire country covered. Um, so that'd be the next step. So it is completely legit, my fandom for oh my all gosh, these you'd be You would be Dr. Brian. That's kind of awesome. That's kind of scary. That's I, awesome. I make people you call me that too. You can't do anything with it. I mean, you wouldn't be like a real doctor. Well, you'd be a real doctor, but not like the kind of doctor. But it may help you pick up women in bars. Like, I just walk doctor. around just flashing and be just like, yeah, doctor. Look, I'm I'm, doctor. I walk around with a stethoscope and just like, yeah, I'm a doctor. And you don't know the difference. Well, so. no, okay. you, could, you could be a nurse with a stethoscope. We've learned that this week. Uh-huh. Yes. Current events. Got to have the right one. Got to have the right one. What, all right, t- TCU's having some issues. Um, first up, Texas Tech. You guys, wow. Um, Arkansas, that coach needs to just shut the hell up. That, that should be his new rule. Shut the hell up because you have pissed off the entire state of Texas at this point. Why are you running your mouth? 
just just coaches in general are really smart. Don't give anybody locker room fodder because I guarantee you. And your Texas Tech coach, he's very dapper. I saw him at his conference and he had that cool blue suit like on Sports Center. I was like, who is that? He's very handsome, um, very dapper, very Tony Bennett like. Very well done, Brian. I know you had nothing to do with that, and that's really not an accolade for a college coach, but it's not bad. It's not bad, um, you know, because I don't really care about Texas Tech, what happens to them. But anyway, I know that coach basically took that, whatever that guy said, and put it, like, on the locker and, like, here, read this. Prove them wrong. And it happened a lot. Absolutely. Uh, to come in to, first of all, to come into the state of Texas and talk down to Texans about football, Bielema was lucky he made it out alive. First of all, and he pretty much said, if you're not playing power football, if you're not running with a fullback, we're going to kick your butt. And so, and to be honest, last year, Arkansas just hammered Texas Tech last year. Well, turnabout's fair play. We come and kick your butt this time. And Kingsbury, who hashtag our coach is hotter than your coach. That's a thing here. So, yeah. Um, your coach is okay. hotter than everybody else's coach. Oh, my God. I know it's not your – trust me. He's – yeah, no, yes. For, for Halloween, I'm going as, as Cliff Kingsbury. That's, let's, let's be real. That's, oh, my God. Yes, you should. Wow. That is the that most is, popular Halloween costume in Lubbock. So. <laughs> but <laughs> he's, just, he's just so sexy. I'm, I flat out say it. I normally don't like to do that with sports figures because I like to be serious about my fandom. But, no, he's that's a good-looking man. And he dresses well. Just, again, dapper. I like it. See, you lost me at sexy. See, that's where I, I cut the line off, and you're on your Sorry. own. You're on your own at that point. Um, but I will say it was. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I will put a was, picture of this man on my website. My goodness. Yes. Is he for, married? Uh, I'm married, so it doesn't matter. But you know, I've got single friends. He is again, notoriously and notably single. See, here's so. the thing. That means there's two really good guys in Texas right now: JJ Watt and this guy that are single, ladies. Yon and Brian. So there's three. So ladies. Ah, there we go. That's right. <laughs> I'll put you in there too. Ladies, seriously, there's some good men in Texas. Go get you one. I mean, this is just silly. Anyway, all right, Brian. I'm sorry. We'll go back to football now. That might be the first and last time I'm ever in the same sentence as J.J. Watt and Cliff Kingsbury. But I'll take it and I'll probably, uh, you know, make a plaque out of it and post it somewhere. And, and it. So um, I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm totally can, Brian. Um, but yeah, this uh, – I'm t- we are super excited for this game. Um, we're crazy nervous here at Tech about uh, – TCU hung 82 on us last year. That's not in basketball. That is in football in four quarters. That's really embarrassing because I don't know how you hang 82 on like a legitimate college team. But they did. But now, like I said, they're looking a little shaky. TCU used to be always known for defense. Now, all of a sudden, they're letting, you know, these smaller schools score some points on them. Um, don't get me wrong. TCU is rolling up the points themselves. They their Heisman contender, Trayvon Boykin, who, uh, if you haven't seen him, he's, you know, just electric out there on the field. So um, definitely tune in and watch him. But the over-under for this game, I, I do like my, my betting lines and, and uh, dropping some wagers down. The, the over-under for this game, the expected number of points in this game is 79. That is unheard of. They're expecting a 40 to 39 type of game um, on Saturday. And it's it, it blows my mind to think of how little defense will be played in this game. Um, but Texas Tech is only a touchdown underdog. 
and they're coming topic, and we're known for getting one major upset every year. You know, we'll beat a team that we have no right to beat. We'll also lose to a team we have no right to lose to, but that's neither here nor there at this point. So TCU should be worried coming into Lubbock to face Texas Tech. Patrick Mahomes, our quarterback, has looked fantastic. He's protecting the ball. Defense hasn't stopped anyone either, but this is pretty much going to be first one to like uh, 55 wins the game. Um, so if you love points and just up and down the field, yards, throwing it around, this is going to be the game to watch this weekend. Um, and I'll call it right here and now. TCU, the number three team in the country, goes down at Texas Tech. The big upset. We pull it off. Cliff Kingsbury. If you saw him a lot last week on your TV, be prepared to see him a whole lot more after this week. We'll get the big upset. Texas Tech, 4-0. You heard it right here. All right. Do me a favor. For my um, members of Gapal Nation, because I am, it's weird. I do not understand sports betting at all. It's one of those things I just don't understand. Explain overs and unders just, just for my gal pals who are like, what? Because you just started talking about that and their eyes just went, huh? Just, just real quick, like a quick, like two second, like thing. Okay. Yeah. So every week, um, those who make the betting numbers, the, they have a, um, a total number of points they expected, they expect to be scored in the game and call that the over under because you can either bet over that amount or under that amount. Um, if you expect a defensive game and less scoring, obviously you'll bet under. If you expect a lot of, more offense, you'll bet the over. A typical like NFL game is right around you know 48 points, 47, somewhere in there. Um, and like I said, this game is pre- predicted to have 79 points. I don't know if I've ever seen a number that high, um, and there's a very chance that they reach and exceed that so um when it's talking about over under that's what you're looking at is total points between the two teams um and it usually gives you a good indication of what kind of game um you'll be watching if it'll be high scoring game low scoring game like that okay that was very well thank you because it's confusing i mean just that's a whole other element of sports that i think a lot of women particularly don't understand um you know again we've got women starting to really get into football and getting into technicals and 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 schemes and things like that but then when betting comes around i'm just like huh what i still feel like such a girl going i don't understand it i really don't i need to do a show just on sports betting because it's a whole thing but yeah but I, I can tell when it comes to betting and wagering, I've been through the twelve step program. Um, I'm on step thirteen relapse. So <laughs> when you when you want to talk betting and uh, making wagers that probably shouldn't be made, I'm your guy. I just think you want an excuse to come back on the podcast. I think that's what it is, Brian. I'm looking for anyone I can find um, between my, my you know five colleges and NFL team and betting, and I'm sure we can work something out. I'm pretty sure. I, I just seriously, I think you're really eyeballing away. How many more times can I come on Ramona's podcast? I think that's what it is. I think just seriously, just the one time wasn't enough. What can I say? I'm here to educate the Gal Pal Nation. What can I say? Aw, thanks, Brian. So again, Brian, if Gal Pal Nation wants to chat more with you, maybe there's some single ladies out there going, Hey, I like me some Brian. Let's let's find out more about him. You never know. Um, where can they um reach you? You can reach me on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter handle is SharpShot3Ball. Back from my uh, my basketball playing days, I used to fancy myself a little three-point shooter. So um, you can find me on Twitter on there. Look me up on Facebook as well. Um, you know, 
if you're looking for that date in Texas, I'm, I'm always available. You know, Mondays do the work best. Work on the weekends. Hey, got to make that money. Got to make that money. I'm telling you right now, I'll, I'll pay for the date. So uh, chivalry is, is back. Chivalry is definitely back here. So, um, but yeah, always down to talk sports, non-sports, betting, money, anything. So yeah, just uh, come hit me up. Thanks for listening to the Sports Gal Pal podcast. And be sure to check out sportsgalpal.com.